Hey y'all, it's been a while, but we all know that I am not consistent with this whole podcast thing. I get on here when I feel like I need to or when I feel like I have the energy, so y'all bear with me. But today, I feel compelled to bring up a subject that has kind of been bothering me lately. Like, you know that I'm in a parent group for kids who are, you know, have ADHD and autism and, you know, various other neurological conditions. There's a mom... And I won't call anybody out. Um, She's posted before, but I'm just, I'm going to just kind of summarize what she's written. She's wanting a list of rules and she's very emphatic on including immediate punishments to follow. She's, and she says that two or three times throughout her post. She wants punishments, punishments, punishments. You know, the, the list that she has comprised will be told a task no more than twice. Backtalking will result in immediate punishment. If they tell me no or argues, they will not be told a second time. We'll play outside for at least one and a half hours after school. No electronics permitted. And she says, I'm not looking to completely remove his electronics as he does things that I do approve of. He watches educational videos and reads digital books. I'm just looking for rules that work in your house and punishments that are successful. I get it. This is Texas, or that's where she's at. And Texas is a whole other country. They have a different mindset. But dear fake plastic baby Jesus... You've got a child that has ADHD, ODD, anxiety, emotional disturbance, and sensory processing disorder. Why don't you just go ahead and call it what it is? That's the one thing. I really don't understand why somebody has seven different diagnoses for something that all adds up to be autism. I mean, honestly, I really do believe that this boy is autistic and they're just calling it all these other different things. When you roll them all together, that is part of the autism spectrum. And he's seven. He's seven. This is not a teenager. This is a seven-year-old second-grade child. I am flabbergasted and a little heartbroken that I keep seeing these parents with all these unrealistic expectations. And she's not answering anybody else. Um, People have asked her, you know, what your ultimate goals are. She's not responded. Um, Some other actually autistic parents have chimed in saying, you know, you know, after first thing... after school, the first thing should be a sensory diet, which means some stimulation or some downtime because kids hold it together during school remarkably well. I mean, they'll put a lot of effort. They'll put their entire being into holding it together during school. And then at home, they it's almost like, you know, taking, popping the top on a pressure cooker. That pressure has to get released somehow or the whole thing's going to explode. So when these kids get home, they th- that's their safety. That's their safe haven, their outlet. They have to let it out. You know, when they come home, it should not stress them out even more. They should look forward to coming home as a place to relax. They can finally, less like women coming home and taking off their bra. I mean, hell, we look forward 10 hours a day for that. You know, from the minute we walk out the door, we are waiting until we can get home and take off the bra. And my daughter's over here laughing at me. She, because <laughs> she knows what that is. She, she's seen me do it. She's like, I'm not going. And once the bra's off, man, we're done. We're not going anywhere. Don't call us. Don't invite us. No, don't knock on the door. Nothing. We don't exist. 
But it's the same with kids, really. Especially when you're dealing with a wired differently kid, you know, kids who have ADHD and autism and PDA and ODD and all these different things. And they're trying so hard to meet the expectations of people at school. And then they come home and they get more unrealistic expectations. First of all, kids who are autistic, you're going to need to remind us quite a few times. That's just, that's something that just goes hand in hand with it. ADHD and autism. I'm sure that my daughter can chime in here as well, BB. How many times do you have to be reminded of things? Like a pretty good much. Yeah. And it's simple stuff too, right? It's not anything mind-altering. It's simple things. Brush your teeth. Brush your hair. Do your homework several times a day. But this is part and, and, and you know, and these parents, they come up and they complain. They're like, oh, God, you just, you know, before anybody jumps on me and says, you just don't know what my life is like. You don't know how hard it is raising a kid like this. We're all the time. It's a constant battle of wills. Okay, well, why do you need to battle your child? That's, that's kind of my take on it. My daughter and I don't have this problem. Now, granted, she is not on the severe end of the spectrum. But she still has her challenges. And it's not... It's not a matter of parenting a, quote, special needs kid that is so hard. Parenting is hard. Eliminate those other two words from the equation. Parenting is hard. Okay? And when you decide to have a child, when you decide to raise a child, you accept the possibility of all of those unexpected and unknown quotients coming into the picture. That's just something that you sign up for when you become a parent. Whether that means that your child is in an accident and is dependent on you for the rest of their lives. Or whether that person is born autistic and epileptic and has Tourette syndrome and needs all of these other services for the rest of their lives. Does not mean that they are not capable of then going on to have a fulfilling life. With the right support and the right accommodations and the right services. They can. We should presume competence. We should have expectations, but they should be realistic expectations. This business, you know, will be told a task no more than twice. Okay, we'll give them a list to follow so that they can refer back to it so they don't have to ask you. You know, give them something that they can, t- that they can take hold of. Let them play if they want to. Let them take his electronics outside. He's still soaking up the vitamin D, which is really what you want, isn't it? Stop this mindset of... My child has to fit a certain neurotype or has to behave a certain way in order to be accepted, in order to receive my praise or my attention or my affection. That's your kid. I mean, baby, could you imagine if I treated you that way? Honestly, no. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my moments, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a human. But it's I'm... not like you do it with that all the time. I'm a human. I'm a parent. We fuck up. We make mistakes and then we apologize and we move on and that's the way it's supposed to work. You know, I've seen s- some things by this mother before and honestly, there was one that was completely soul shattering for me was when she posted this thing about the same seven year old boy. They were trying something new in school and um, she praised him. She thought this was a milestone because he said, yes, mama. I did the opposite of what my brain told me. I did what was right. And I swear something broke inside me a little bit hearing that because I can't imagine any circumstance where I would put my daughter through so much torture that 
I would praise her for saying, Mama, I did the opposite of what my brain told me. That's not that's not how you raise a kid. First of all, that's not how you raise a kid. That's not how you raise an autistic kid or an ADHD kid. And that, that's, that's just... That's setting them up for failure. That kid is going to grow. And I guarantee you, I, I know I'm predicting and I probably shouldn't do that. And I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. But I almost guarantee you that kid is going to grow up needing therapy because of having to twist himself and contort himself in such a way that is unnatural to him. Once he gets out of the house, into college or into a trade or out in the real world, away from his parents, he's going to wonder, who am I? Because his whole life, he has been taught to go against who he is. He can't follow his natural inclination with a gentle guiding toward a more moderate path. And when I say moderate, I do not mean teaching them to be neurotypical. I don't mean teaching them to mask who they are. I mean teaching them coping skills so that they can learn how to deal with the confusion that comes with living in a neurotypically dominant world. Because we are. We are the minority. We are increasing in numbers because we have better diagnostic criteria, but that's, that's a whole other podcast. Um, but what do you have to do to put a child through so much hell that they think it's a good thing to tell you, mama, I did the opposite of what my brain wanted to do. I just, I can't imagine that some of these things that you need to be letting your kid do you know, talking back is not a bad thing. I mean, neither is saying no. These kids, he's set. Okay. He's seven, by the way, this is not a tween. It's not 11 year old. Like my daughter, kids are supposed to grow up pushing fences. That's part of child rearing. They are trying to grow, to be more independent. And that's how they learn by what works and what doesn't. They're going to say no. They're going to backtalk and crushing that freedom for a child to express themselves and learning that they are forbidden from saying no does not teach them that they have any right over their own body, over their own choices. It teaches them that compliance is valued over critical thinking, over using your mind to reason through a problem is less somehow than simple blind obedience. That's dog training. Okay. That's not child raising. And kids are not dogs. Kids are not pets to be trained in compliance. They are human beings with the right to say no. And if you can use logic on a child, then you should do so. If you can't, then you need to explain it more simply and make accommodations because likely they're too young or too emotionally immature to understand it. By the way, again, let's not forget any child who is wired differently, ADHD, autistic, what have you, emotionally, they're going to be a little less mature than their chronological age. This boy is seven. Emotionally, he's still about four or five. Intellectually, he may be gifted. My daughter certainly is. But emotionally, she's younger than her years. And I have to bear that in mind when I explain things to her, especially when I have to discipline her for any reason, which is rare, I'll be honest. But I have to remember that she doesn't process things the same as other kids. She processes things like I do. So I have to kind of dig deep into my memory 
and think about when I was in a situation when I was a kid, how that felt and what I needed somebody to tell me and then explain it that way to her. But this, this bullshit of, of looking for punishments and unrealistic expectations that we put on our kids, they're under so much pressure as it is just getting through school. Give them a fucking break. I mean, sorry for my language, but y'all know I got a potty mouth anyway. This is not, okay, forcing a kid to play outside for a whole one and a half hours after school and then try to get their homework done is unrealistic. Give them at least a half hour if they want. If they don't, don't force them. I mean, my daughter's pretty healthy, but some kids just, they don't want to be outside. I did not want to be outside. I would much, unless it was in a barn, I mean, then I would be happy to spend 100% of my time out there. You know, I would always want to be around the horses, but I did not want to have to go outside because I had to endure bullies. I had to deal with the bitches in my neighborhood who thought it was fun to pick on the weird kid. You know, that or they were not, you know, they were too busy excluding me and laughing at me for me to have any enjoyment. I was still by myself. I was fucking miserable. Don't force your kid to do that. I don't care if it's Texas. I grew up in Georgia. They had the same mentality. And thank God things are slowly but surely changing. This is pretty long for me because I have never talked that much before. Um, anyway, rant over. Y'all have a good night.